0: Hey, welcome. It is the Sealers Podcast, and I know we release this whenever, and I know you guys aren't like, oh, when are they recording it? But this is how dedicated we are. Um, had a couple family things come up, and as you can tell, we are not evening podcasters. Um, it's 9.30 <laughs> on a Sunday night. And I'll tell you, 9 o'clock, I'm usually starting to get sleepy. So I'm doing the same desk. I'm standing up. I'm trying to get moving. Got me a big old sweet tea to drink, so we'll see what happens. Because you're just
1: going to be all jacked up on on, uh, <laughs> on sugar for the next couple of hours. Well, you remember Dedication, what happened,
0: man?
2: Dedication. He's getting sugared up for that rant coming up later about yes, thirteen yes. uh, <laughs> drafting. Uh-
0: <laughs> yeah, when we analyze the Jets draft, I mean the Jets draft. for five minutes. The Jets drafting the same guy five hundred times. No, we, that's <laughs> that's where his podcast is going to go next 10 hours so you know it's, I, I, it's it's
1: a strategy i'm not saying it's a yeah. good or a bad strategy it is a bad strategy i'm just not saying that it's a bad strategy but you can just keep picking the same guy whoever has the same name just keep picking them so one definitely. of them is going to be good
0: so what we're going to do is there's nine draft picks that the Steelers had and we'll kind of mention each give kind of our overview of what we thought um we were talking about this beforehand Please understand, we are not draft experts. We're not draft mix. Um, a lot of these are based on our feedback that we saw on Twitter and maybe on some of the stories of the weekend. But it's important. We're Steelers fans. We've followed this for the uh, year. I'll be interested to get your initial reactions to the draft. Um, start out first round. I, I don't know what we could say. I mean, we were all hoping for a running back, maybe not in the first round, but up pretty quickly, and thankfully, you know, Nadja Harris came. Um, he was available. The Steelers, uh, it was funny. I, I got annoyed. That first round took freaking forever. Um, you know, I think the Jags. They really kind of did. Yeah, the Jags took 10 minutes to make sure Trevor Lawrence was their first pick. I mean, the Jags like could make didn't,
1: their pick. Like They didn't know this right. months ago. This is ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. It should be like on the clock, and instantly the pick is in. There's no reason to waste yeah. another yeah, I mean, another eight minutes. What
2: offer are they waiting to entertain? I mean, there, there's there's no offer coming their way to no. make it enticing to trade out of that spot.
1: Not not one that did wasn't already there six weeks ago. Well, you yeah. know they've been they've been fielding phone calls for ever. Like, ever since they knew for sure they were going to be the first pick, which was what, like one? So people were already saying, you know, calling them and saying, hey, do you still want that pick?
0: Well, I mean, you're, the- you're,
1: you're a terrible football team. You don't want to win, right? So let's, like, can we have <laughs> somebody who's good?
0: Well, the mindset used to be.
1: Which, which quarterback's life are you going to wreck?
0: Well, <laughs> the mindset used to be if you took all 10 minutes, you're kind of being like, wow, cool, You know, now ESPN is going to talk about our team. But I don't know. What, how they picked it doesn't matter. But uh, the reason I was making to that point was when we got to 24, if I remember, I think the Steelers took maybe a minute, minute and a half at the top. So oh, they yeah. made their pick. It was Najee Harris. Um,
1: And it really helped that they're really the, the three or four, maybe five picks ahead of them. None of them wanted anything that the Steelers needed. You know, there wasn't like a lot of crossover where there's a lot of running needs. Like the couple of teams ahead of them, they didn't—they didn't want a running back. That's—that's that's not what they needed. Uh, so it, the Steelers just knew, probably, you know, fifteen twenty minutes before their pick was actually up, who they were going to get, and oh, that you know, would have been just, just one pick happen.
2: before them then. Yeah, fifteen twenty minutes is one pick before them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. Right.
1: So like seven or eight hours before. <laughs>
0: well and then dumb kings of leon which i've heard of the band i i can't tell you if i like them or not i really don't know much about them but you know they're like kings of leon's gonna play and i thought it was gonna be like a super bowl where they played a minute or two man kings of leon must have thought man this is a big break we're doing a two-hour set i mean you, you know josh have all Might started it'd be, Might be their biggest
1: concert like, in a while
0: yeah, but it was like 8.05, 8.10 after a draft started. They were still on stage playing, and I'm like, stop. Let's do the draft. I'm old. I want to get to bed. It's tough. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, as soon as you make your pick.
1: This is a Thursday, man. It's a Thursday yes. night. I have work in the morning. Come on.
0: <laughs> well, let's have 30 seconds between picks. You know, come on. Yeah. You know, let's just do that. And you what?
1: There's, there's a certain amount of nest, you know, time necessary. I think when you once you get three or four picks in, you know, and once the people start wheeling and dealing, and you know, trading away franchise quarterbacks for nothing, you know, like they do, uh, <laughs> it's also just sad that all these crazy announcements start happening during the during the draft, and it distracting from all kinds of the, the tension that should be on the draft. Suddenly everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, let's say it like this. And, and Hey, I know we're kind of getting off the Nadja Harrison for a second, but Hey, 30 seconds between picks. And then here's what we do have three phone calls. So I'm sure if somebody tried calling Jackson, oh, like, wow. hey, what would you take? But you broadcast those calls live.
1: Oh, even if you just said who is on the phone with who, like lines up there, you know, so you could see this per- this team is calling them. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't even have to hear them. That's a little much because right. there's been some fun stuff that I've seen uh, when the cameras are in the, the war room for certain teams. Right. Did you see the stuff with the Eagles? Did you yeah. see the thing with yeah. the Eagles war room? <laughs> What? Oh what? man! They made the pick, and like half of the people in the in the room were like fist bumping and excited about it. And there was like literally people mouthing curse words because yeah. they didn't believe in the pick they were picking, right? Like, yeah. and one dude who like refused to fist bump and yeah. like was facing the other direction and totally pouting. like Half of the people in the room were totally ticked off, and it was amazing.
0: So two ways to change the draft. If we want to be boring and keep the same rules, then like when Jacksonville's on the <laughs> clock, I don't want to hear Mike Greenberg or whoever was doing the draft on NFL Network. I don't want to hear him anymore. I want right. the voices to go to the Jacksonville draft room. So whatever's being said, they're sitting there like, oh, we're going to screw around and wait 10 minutes and pick Trevor Lawrence, that's fine. <laughs> or if... Yeah, I don't
1: know if they're they're texting Trevor to say, Hey man, what's up? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, say, I
2: think that's the thing. I mean, we're we're still under this format that we used thirty years ago. When I mean, mm-hmm. how long does it take? Let's say the Steelers want to go up to fifteen, like, hey, want this for this? No. I mean it, it doesn't take a half hour
0: to field all these inquiries. Yeah, and have three. So you can do it one of two ways. One, if you want to do it the old-school way of 10 minutes between picks, then I want to hear the war room. I don't want to hear Todd McShay or Mel Kiper yelling at each other. I want the only thing I hear would be Jacksonville talking. I want to hear him talk. Or say 30 seconds between picks and then take three calls. Any three teams could call. First teams to call, they can call and make uh, trade offers. That would be riveting. I mean – it would be, yeah, be must-see. You wouldn't go to sleep at all. And even if it wasn't your team, you'd be sitting there going, wow, this is fascinating. The Jacksonville guy told off a guy from the Bears. You know what I mean? It, it just – I mean, Twitter would go nuts. It would go crazy. All right. But let's get yeah, back then to that.
2: But then oh, that would ruin the secrecy because then, the, like, teams oh. like, oh, they want this. And it's – mm-hmm. it's yeah. Uh, just shorten it up. That's all I want. Just shorten okay. it up. I don't need to hear that. words. just shorten <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay. I think it'd be fun to hear everybody. But Najee, so it was awesome that we got to the pick 24 and that no running backs were off the board. Like, I think that's kind of amazing. I was a little worried that we were going to lose out on all three, uh, those top three that we've been talking about for weeks. Um, But I think they made the right choice in in Najee Harris. I just think he's he's built the way that a Steelers running back, a Steelers running back number one, should be built. Uh, I loved the years with with Le'Veon. I, the fact that he he was a solid runner, uh, but handled himself well out of the backfield. It was almost too much out of the backfield. Like really wanted to focus on that that strong run game, uh, that that Bettis type of runner. And I think that's what I think Najee Harris leans more that direction. So I'm excited to see what that's going to look like once he gets on the field.
0: Well, He's he got so- soft
1: hands too. That's helpful.
0: There was some criticism saying, "Hey, to use a first round pick on a running back." Well, they didn't have any running backs. Like yeah. if you had,
1: <laughs> say, you had
0: Le'Veon Bell in his prime, maybe using a first round pick on a running back would be kind of a reach. They didn't have yeah. anybody, so I mean, there that was nobody. their biggest need by far. And I understand
1: the the, the, the guy who about was, taking the guy who was not now all the only person. who – I'm um, I'm. Um, there, back. Uh, the only guy who was on the roster uh, that was still a, a Pittsburgh Steeler at that point had 300 yards last year. Yeah. That was the top runner that we had.
0: He had a running back. Uh, right. And he had to pick it. And I, I mean, for the Steelers, it was the right move. Now, I kind of questioned Jacksonville took to trap safety in, in the next pick. Now, they have a guy who isn't. Great, but yeah, James Robinson had a good rookie year, and some he people did. were questioning, saying, he was, he was doing well, great." Yeah, he, he, he had a thousand yards, which I mean was way over, you know, what the Seals were producing. Um, you know, that move kind of smelled to me like, "Hey, let's keep um, Trevor happy, you yeah, let's make him comfortable." Now we got his running back in with him because you know the concept guys are together. But Paul, let me ask you a question. Um, had a couple questions about Najee before we move forward. What's realistic for Najee? I mean, yes, we're coming in with a real running back that we didn't think we had last year. But, you know, I don't think Najee Harris is going to break the NFL rushing record. What do you think we could realistically expect from him from his rookie year? Rookie year, I mean, I think I think if we can be
2: a middle-of-the-road, just kind of mid-level rushing team, uh, I think that'll be a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I know some guys around here like Andrew Filippone, livid that we made this pick. I like it. And I think part of what I like is this is a big statement to Roethlisberger saying, Ben, we are running the ball this year. Get used to that. Um, I mean, it would be great if he, if he would be a top 10 runner this year. Um, I, that may be a, a reach for him right now, um, but I, I, I think it's going to come down to what the offense does and what the play calling is. And if we're open to be patient with the run, I think, you know, I, yeah, maybe, maybe flirting with the top 10 running
0: back for this season. Yeah, Yeah. I'll be optimistic. Imagine how better Ben could be if he's throwing 30 times a game, other than the six he had to throw when he had no trust in his uh, running game. Uh, even so just I, the
1: change just change up of the look and if you took half of those dump passes that he would do it in the you know the second half of the season and turn those into runs just the difference of the look is going to make put some yeah. question marks in the minds of some defenses is going to open up a lot for both sides if those dump passes are going to be more effective if there's somebody running out of the back
0: yeah uh, he is, it's gonna he be is great. Good. He's a good receiver, too. Uh, Joe, mm-hmm. at each pick we're talking about doing a mini roster projection. But before we get there, I guess my thought, uh, our former uh, offensive coordinator and Tomlin used to believe in the run, our number one running back into the ground. Yeah, give him 30 carries a game, 10 catches a game, just use him a ton. Uh, we got Matt Cannon now. I'm not sure if the the one running back theory is more of Tallman or the former offensive coordinator. Uh, do you think – I mean, obviously, unless something really crazy happens, Najee's your number one running back. I don't think we have to argue about sure. that. But yeah. do you yeah. think is going to get a ton of picks? Or do you think they'll – I mean, a ton of carries, or are they going to kind of sprout just a little bit more?
1: I, I expect the Steelers to pick up at least one – of these free agent running backs. Okay. I still think that's going to happen, that one of these guys that's floating around there is going to land on the Steelers. I think it's going to be a little bit by committee, especially right at the beginning, until we can see how Harris is adjusting to, uh, you know, the pro play. Um, and, he might, and he may adjust really, really well, and then I would watch his carries pick up. If that happens, but I think they're going to try to be prepared to spread it around a little bit just so that you're not resting everything that's happening in the run game on a on a rookie uh, who's just getting himself settled and adjusted to everything that's happening in the NFL. I mean, he's coming out of Alabama. It's not like he's not used to the spotlight. It's there's just a lot of other logistical things that are going on in the head of a of a rookie. So it would be nice to get him some support, some other guys in the room, so it doesn't feel like he has to do everything, although the expectation is that eventually he will.
0: And a friendly reminder, we're recording this on Sunday night after the draft. I plan on releasing this Monday morning. So in case there's any moves made tomorrow, again, we're recording this Sunday night. But So I'm thinking with the guys currently on the roster, let me throw out where I think the running backs are and tell me if you guys disagree. With any of this, I, I think Harris is your number one, unless, you know, yep. Najee loses his mind or you know, something ridiculous
1: happens. <laughs> I
0: think, I really think, um, Anthony McFarlane, I know Tomlin's not crazy about him because there's some metal lapses, but McFarlane played well in the Matt Canada system. And, um, you know, Colbert, Colbert, I keep on saying Colbert like he's Stephen Colbert, <laughs> Colbert, right. um, you know, keep saying we want guys in a Matt Canada mold. So I think Anthony McFarland's gonna make the starting not not the starting lineup, but make the starting roster because of that. I really mm-hmm. think right now, again based on the guys that are currently on the roster, Jalen Samuels practice well taking five minutes and okay, can he's gone. I think yep. it's gonna be a fight between Benny Snell and Kalen Belange for that tough runner, backup type guy. But I tend to agree with Joe. I'm not sure whatever free agents they're going to look for. Because there's some holes. We're going to be talking about that shortly. They're still on this team. But if they have the room in the side room to make a run for running back, I'm agreement. Uh, Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, one of those types. Yeah, bring them on. If not, I think it's going to be a Snell versus Belange for the other role. Because usually you have three running backs and maybe one in your practice squad. Any... Any dissension, or you guys agree with kind of that original projection of what may happen? Um, unless right unless
2: we pull a switcheroo
0: and our, our new
2: punter, uh, Presley Harvin, becomes our <laughs> Jerome <laughs> Bettis reincarnate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He's a monster. He's got, he's got yeah, some real yeah, cool. I we
0: can't wait for about- that, man. This going to be great. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, uh, that could be very <laughs> interesting. Uh, I got to tell you, now, again, Dumb Draft goes late. I'm 46, I'm old, I, I got to get to bed. And Friday night, you know, I'm I'm getting sleepy, I got to be at work at 6, Saturday morning, so I barely make it to 55. I'm a little frustrated because I think Landon Dickerson, a guy I liked, I think he went either 42 or 43, so he was gone. Oh, one other thing real quick on the running back before we leave that. It was interesting, we're all, we're all debating when are those top three running backs Gone. I think another reason why the Harris was a smart pick at 24 was Jarvis Williams went 33. ATM went 25. So you could have picked a lineman in the first round, but at 33, unless you made a trade up and got rid of some more picks, you're out of luck. And and can you imagine what the conversation would be like tonight if we're trying to say, hey, you know, well, Trey Sermon could be our starting running back? No, (laughs) I think they made the right move.
1: No, exactly Um, right.
0: But, you know, moving on to the second round, Disappointed. I, I kind of like Landon Dickerson. The problem is, the uh, senator from Alabama, he was hurt a lot. Now they're saying he's back up to speed. He's healthy. Hopefully, he stays healthy. That I was the guy made me nervous. But I'm like, hey, if Dickerson's gone, my guy is going to get drafted, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. And they get up for 55. I, I'm, I'm thinking, Creed Humphrey's great. I'm like falling asleep. I could fall asleep be happy. No, it's Pat Fellermuth, right? Is that how we say his name? Freer, Breyer, and, Freer, 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 yes, right Freer, Freer, Freer. I gotta say, we've done a couple of these podcasts before the draft. I don't, I mean, he kept on getting mentioned in some of these articles. I don't think we ever brought him up, and I guess we should have because you know, when there's smoke, there's fire, and they keep on talking about him. So I guess they're really interested, and they were, they picked him at 55. It was, uh, what,
2: number two, tight end, right? Number two, ranked, uh, tight I think. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not sure three was. I mean, one was ridiculously great, you know, with Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, there was a drop-off. Here's my <laughs> initial feedback. I'll try to keep it brief. I understand in some ways because Eric Ebron was okay last year. Eric Ebron got a really big case of the drop season near the end of the season. Yes. If you look at it, Vance McDonald retired. He was making way too much money and we weren't using him at all. So, I Vance McDonald seems like a great person. I, I think he's a believer. Yay, Vance McDonald for that. I'm not sure if Vance McDonald was worth $7 million next year. So it was good he retired. Um, who else did they have? They had Zach Gentry, who is a draft bus, And then Kevin Raber. I think he was with the Bengals. They got him late last year. He did some things. I don't think he necessarily is a bus for Steelers. But right now, he's your number two tight end. Um, moves, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read about him. Some people think he's great. Uh, I heard some people say, oh, he's like Heath Miller. He could block. And other people are like, oh, he still has to work on blocking and everything. And the other thing that kind of struck me about him was they said, look, the students would never use the tight ends extensively. And you might say, well, what about Heath Miller? I got to be honest. Heath Miller was a good catcher. I mean he could catch balls. But what made Keith Miller so inspiring was when you had Keith Miller, he was such a great blocker, you almost had a five and a half, six man offensive line. And again, I'm not ripping Keith yes. Miller's receiver, but Heath Miller wasn't Travis Kelsey. Keith Miller was a good receiver, but the blocking made him amazing. And I don't see that I mean I guess feller uh, you know move could learn how to be a good blocker. I mm-hmm. I, I think comparing him is Weird. Um, you know, they're like baby Gronk. I I don't think he's Rob Gronkowski. So I I guess my thought is maybe he has the talent to be around two. I just wasn't sure if that's where they should have went right then. And you might have said, Well, who who else is your number two guy? Well, I I think the Sears could still draft, I mean, sign a couple free agents now, they got the money to do it. Why not get a veteran guy to be your number two beyond Ebron? I it was interesting. I, I just don't think 55 was the right pick for him. What do you think, Paul? If if he can be – I mean,
2: if he can just be more productive than Ebron, which isn't asking a lot, right? Um, I'm okay with the second round. And I only say that because looking at where we – because at first I, I was really shocked we went this way instead of a lineman. But looking at the totality, if he can be – if he can be better than Ebron, and that it doesn't have to be Kelsey, it doesn't have to be a greatest tight end, but if he can be an upgrade tight end and even be somewhat of a presence, whether it be blocking or someone who won't drop the ball, I'm okay with the pick. Uh, okay. So I'm just kind of wait to see how he produces.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, and it's very possible. I don't think he's a punk or a bum. I I just don't know. And I guess the question. Like I said before, I'm not sure if they're going to throw him that. I mean, he could be a great receiver. I'm not – you know, as soon as they throw a lot to the tight end, maybe they will next – but, you know, again, we talked about it. They've got a bunch of good receivers, but Juju came back. So it's not like, oh, we have to throw to the tight end because we got nobody. I mean, they got four good receivers, and they got Najee Harris who can catch out of the backfield. And Najee, during his post draft press conference, was like, I almost look at myself like a receiver. He's like over six feet tall, 230. He's like, I can flank out. I mean, yeah, he's a running back, but expect him to flank out at times too. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm not angry about the second pick. I'm just a little bit confused. Uh, Joe, what do you think?
1: Definitely took me by surprise uh, just because I know how desperately we need we need O-line. And so how many holes there are in there. So it just was seemed really strange. Thinking about it more, kind of like Paul's talking about, uh, thinking about it more, I'm feeling okay about it. Just because I know the uh, tight end position was really was was almost as weak for the Steelers last season as the as the running game was. There was, I mean, there was just so many drops. Uh, they weren't doing the job uh, as as blockers. So really, any a thing, and with McDonald leaving anything's going to be an upgrade, and especially getting a guy at a skill position with a, with, with a little more juice behind him. I think it's going to be really great. All of the interview stuff that I've seen with this fearmouth guy, he just seems to be a real workhorse on fire to be there, come in, you know, put your nose in and, and, you know, do the work. And that's a spirit that the Steelers need. Need Definitely. more guys who are going to be like that. All of the footage that I saw on him, he seemed to have really good hands. So maybe he's not going to function like a receiver because we got so many of those. But, uh, you know, he's going to be an option. Uh, and and uh, Roethlisberger is a guy who likes to have somebody who's nearby who's going to be able to hand, handle a dump pass if necessary if something doesn't open up down the field. So I think he's gonna be able to be that guy and let's hope that he can get uh some get coached up on being a, a, an extra blocker.
0: Well, here's the other thing they restructure Eric Ebron's contract. So he has four one year contracts, which says, Hey, if Ebron isn't happy, he could always <laughs> leave. So in that sense you kind of need a guy like Fearmouth because you're in the same boat next year because if you didn't draft him this year, you know, Kevin you know, Ray Bruce, your well, number he- one guy next year, you know
1: but i mean you don't restructure well, that it, guy's contract if he's actually doing the job so i mean part of restructuring it is like that's our option too if he,
0: right, yeah and that's
1: what i'm saying if he don't start catching some balls instead of dropping everything uh <laughs> we're gonna ebron, find somebody else to do this
0: yeah Ebron's gonna have to to a much better year because it's quite possible that fear move develops you know ebron may not be there either on by his choice or by the Sears choice i agree right. I, mean, so I, I, I look Sorry, at
2: Bob. I look at this and say okay if we have if we actually have a running back now and if we actually have a tight end who can catch the ball and you know, assuming that Juju and Deontay and Chase can hold on to the ball this creates the offense that I thought we were going to have last year that was diverse and you had threats at all levels and it just ended up being 5 yards to Johnson 5 yards to Johnson yeah. Five yards to Ebron, who drops. So if we can have these positions solid, they don't have to be great, solid, uh, this could create that multifaceted offense that we wanted to see last year but never did. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: think you see a tight make a block. I mean, he's not going to be Keith Miller. Uh, Ebron was not a good blocker last year. So if he could run block a little bit better than Ebron, it, it could provide some help. So here's what I'm thinking, initial projection, because again, who knows? They could trade Ebron. They could do a bunch of different stuff. I would say, as of Sunday night, I think Ebron's just starter. Fear moves going to get every chance he can to potentially win the job or to win more yep. uh, picks. But if like if opening day was tomorrow, I think Ebron starts. I guess that's why I'm saying as of Sunday night. And your third guy is probably that like Kevin guy from um, you know the Bengals. And the good thing is, I don't think you have to make any more moves. You know, I mean, I think you're pretty set. Yeah.
1: I think that room's done.
0: Good deal. So the third round, this is where we're – I mean, we can talk about them. I mean, I don't know a lot about these guys after that. I can just tell you why I read over the weekend about these guys. Here's – and you want Let's do this to save time because I don't want this to go 10 hours. Let's group the third and fourth picks together because I'm going to say – Hang on, my – I think that was me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get to the third guy. and Remind me of the guy's name. Uh, the drafted Tendrick, kid from
1: – Kendrick Green from Illinois.
0: Right. And then the fourth guy?
1: Dan Moore Moore. Okay. From Texas A&M.
0: I had it up when my video was going up, so I, I didn't think we wanted a baseball highlights ring here. Ah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I I didn't know them. So when they first announced the picks, me being a wannabe draft nut or whatever, I'm like, who the heck are these guys? You know, um, Creed (laughs) Humphrey's sitting there. Why are we getting this guy? The more I read about both these guys, I hear that they potentially could be good picks. They're kind of mean. They're nasty. Um, They really believe that they could potentially crack the starting lineup. Now I hear some other guys saying, well, these guys are developmental guys. But if you look at the current state of the Sewers offensive line, we're not trying to replace Anthony Munoz. I mean, if you, you could be good and you could, you know, break that lineup, um, so I, I I don't know. I mean, I you know I, I just especially break it since tape.
1: especially since on an offensive line fit is a big part of it. Right. You know, it's it's yeah. it's not just what anybody's doing individually. It's how these guys gel together. So that's the big question mark about, right. you know, because it's not always, you know, massive amount of difference between skills. It's a group of guys who are all working together and functioning as a team. So the more these guys can get time together and meld together and understand how they have to block for Roethlisberger at his age... You know, it's it's creating the pocket for your guy, not for, you know, random any any man. We don't do that. It's it's how they're going to gel together in blocking for Roethlisberger and for Harris. Once those guys learn each other well enough, you know, it, it really could come down to some of these guys who are newer as long as they gel.
0: Well, and here's the other thing. I'm hearing rumors that they're going to a zone blocking type format. So, considering that, it's a different style of blocking. So, you know, these rookies could be coming in way ahead of B.J. Finney and some of the other stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I guess my overall viewpoint is you pick Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey's a plug-and-play starter, like Najee Harris is. I, I don't know if these guys are plug-and-play starters. They might be. If they are, great. It could be a fantastic draft. I, I just hesitate because I don't know if Fear moves to a plug-and-play starter. I mean, he's got potential. I think he was a, a decent pick. But second, third, and fourth picks, I can't tell you that. And we were talking going into draft saying it would be nice if our first, second, and third picks, whoever they might be, could be that plug-and-play starter. I, I don't know. I mean, there could be four plug-and-plays. I, there, there could be one. I think
2: Green's got a 50-50 shot of beating out B.J. Finney. Um, I mean, he doesn't have a tall hurdle to jump over, so I, I think he's got the True. best shot of two of them to
0: start right.
2: sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: and it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, and, you know, it was interesting. I didn't know this, but, um, you know, Tomlin before the draft was saying, uh, you know, Chuck's, you know, Obedor was going to be your left tackle. Uh, Zach Tanner, Zach Banner was going to be your right tackle. Um, You know, again, going into the draft. So it's, it's, there's a possibility that one of these guys could break into lineup. you know, either um, green over, you know, BJ Finney or just Dan Moore. I mean, could Dan Moore beat out Chucks at tackle? It's very possible, you know, who knows, you know, um, yeah. So it, that's it's
1: not a and with, Right. And with with uh, the amount of rotation that they like to do as well, I mean the starter so coming in a couple of plays later, does it make a difference really? I think I think both of these guys are gonna be capable of contributing very quickly. Um they may not be the most dominant, they may not be the all stars right away, but I think I think uh you know if they can get coached up, it's gonna it's gonna look good.
0: And, you know, the line may not be as bad as we thought. I mean, if you look at the starting lineup right now, you've got B.J. Finney at center. And again, right now, if we had to play tomorrow. Uh, you got Correct. Kevin Dotson. And, you know, Kevin Dotson's a great example. Uh, he got drafted in the sixth round. I don't think anybody was making fun of him. But people are like, yeah, six round draft pick. We'll see if he can get better. in A couple years, he potentially was their best lineman by the end of the year. Um, because DeCastro kind of sucked last year. Uh, Pouncy, love Pouncy, but Pouncy was regressing. Um, Mm -hmm. so who knows? Especially when you're changing the way you're doing things, it's a crapshoot. But you know, you got Dotson, DeCastro right now as your guards, and you got Chucks and you got Zach Banner. But you know, you got. Green, you got you know um brown, uh, and you got those other two guys, the one guy they signed from the uh, Bucks and the one guy that signed for the Bears. So I don't know. I, I don't even know if you need another to add another lineman right now. Um this could be great. This could be a train wreck. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. I don't know.
1: I don't think they add any more I don't necessarily think they add any more linemen. Like I don't think they go out and get anybody yeah. else until after they get into camp. And see what they really got, right? Yeah, that may be a camp ad if they have to add somebody else.
0: Yeah, and, and, I mean, you've got guys. I mean, it's not like, yeah, and, and you've got guys that could do it. And I heard uh, one of the sewage podcasters to listen to over the weekend was actually saying, "Look, we don't have a great line, uh, but we don't necessarily have a horrifying line, so don't freak out yet. Let's just see how they come together." And the more I think about it, I kind of agree with it. Uh, well, let's go to the fifth round now. Well, still started, round four. Oh, we still oh got yeah. Buddy, yeah. buddy Johnson,
1: buddy Johnson inside linebacker from A&M, Texas yeah. A&M.
0: Thank you for the reminder. Yeah, yeah. The, the series kind of – was almost of, round five. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of kept their eyes on Texas A&M. Uh, they yeah. drafted <laughs> Buddy Johnson. I got to tell you, too, and, again, don't take what we say at face value because, again, we're not draft Knicks. We weren't watching – you know, you know, pro days or whatever else the case might be. But I know ESPN, I was watching when they were discussing Buddy Johnson, and Tom McShay was like, Well, the, you know, they had a guy named Vince Williams that wasn't the, he's not there anymore. So this guy's like Vince Williams. No, Vince Williams is still with the team. So again, don't <laughs> look at this and say, Well, Tom McShay doesn't like him, so he's he's obviously destined for failure. No, McShay knows things, but Don't take these guys at face value. Um, I like the fact that Buddy Johnson's a tackle machine. If you look at his stats, there's a bunch of tackles. I guess the only thing that concerns me, I don't think he was necessarily a wasted pick. I think I hear that there's very much concerns about his speed, which that's a concern that people have about Vince Williams. Uh, What made me think was there's a highlight that was making rounds on Twitter of um, Najee Harris <laughs> just destroying, um, you know, Buddy Johnson on a pass route uh, during an alabama texas AM game. But I mean, being a tackle machine, I don't think he's a waste to pick. I I think he's more on the developmental side, where you know he's not going to break the starting lineup. A- any other thoughts on Buddy? No, he's he's kind of a
2: inevitable hopeful replacement when Williams does. Step away, or a backup if somebody gets hurt. There's little pressure,
0: and he could develop a, a lot of good things about his work ethic. I, I guess yeah. my concern is if you're not fast enough. I mean, I guess you can get faster, but I, I don't know if you're going to be able to, you know, cover those guys. And you know, that's the brilliance of just outrun Spillane. That's all you got to do, right? And, and, I mean, he's got the chance of right. Playing. It's a thing
1: like, do you have to outrun <laughs> a bear? You don't have to outrun a bear. You only (laughs) have to outrun the other guy. (laughs) So if he gets caught and you don't,
0: you're fine. Well, (laughs) I think, you know, with the inside linebackers, assuming he's healthy, obviously, Devin Bush is your number one. I think it's going to be between Vince Williams and Robert Splain for number two. If it were me, I'd pick Splane. Uh, But, you know, I could see maybe based on – Loyalty and the fact he's a very leader. Maybe you go Vince Williams. I I don't think there's a lot of difference between those two guys. But you got Defton. You got Buddy Johnson. And they got somebody else that was kind of in the mix, right?
1: Another linebacker? Yeah. A couple. Quincy Quincy Roche. uh, Quincy Roche.
0: Right, but those are outside guys. Wasn't there another inside guy on the roster? I mean, my guy, Mm. Marcus Allen, I think they're trying to convert him. I'm not sure if he's going to be necessary an inside linebacker. They, they picked up
2: two linebackers as undrafted free agents. Uh, okay. Calvin Bundage from Oklahoma state and Jamar Watson from Kentucky.
0: Yeah. So they got that. So I guess.
1: Yeah. They well, got good so, depth. Well, I'm looking forward to, I think Buddy Johnson's going to be a guy who we're going to be talking a lot about in a couple of years. Yeah. I think he's yeah, one I mean, of those guys that you got drafted a couple, couple rounds down. Didn't really seem like that big of a deal. And just suddenly, you know, a year or two out, it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, where did this guy come from?
0: (laughs) Well, it just
1: (laughs) seems to be the way that it goes.
0: A couple weeks ago, we were in freakout mode because at at that moment, you had Devin Bush, he had Spillane, and you had Marcus Allen. And that was it. Now you've got a couple guys in the back. where I don't think they got the best linebackers in the league, but I think they're solid again, which is good i you know. I guess the other thought we could have about here was going back to the second round. Um, I can't pronounce the guy's name, so let's call him JOK, uh, the guy from Notre Dame, who a lot of people thought might be going like 15 or 16, and they said, "Hey, who he would be available for Steelers at 24." He ended up going 52, and the Browns Browns had a pretty good draft. I hate to say that, but they did pretty well. They ended up yes. trading up to get him on the second round. They are,
1: they are still the Browns, though.
0: What do you think the chances are? I was starting to think JOK would have been your fifty fifth pick if he, he lasted that long. I, I really maybe. thought Steve may have pounced if he maybe, he, but
1: he wasn't. But he wasn't there. So <laughs> yeah,
0: but I think overall, I think I'm at fifty
1: five, if uh, if uh, you know what's his name, that quarterback who's in Jacksonville now, if he was still there, I think they would have taken him at fifty five.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing flips over Buddy Johnson, but I'm not. I'm a burned down right. my house over by John Saber. I mean yeah, like, I think he's a guy, about.
1: I think he's a guy that'll develop.
0: And, and if you think about it, we were not doing this podcast at t- this time last year, but I can tell you, uh, I was a little disappointed they picked uh, Chase Claypool at first over JK Dobbins. Because I'm like, hey, JK would have been better. We needed a running back. But even though JK I think he's got potential being good. I'm very happy. I think Chase Claypool very right happy. is a better player. Right. So again, we You're don't right. know. <laughs> we don't know these things, and we're watching these highlights. Um, you know, Joe was saying that you know some of these highlights are selectively edited because you know the team's not going to put out highlights of the guy getting burned or anything. So yeah. we just see. This is just kind of our initial rough reactions, and I'm a little, speaking of initial rough reactions. I don't know anything about this dude. Uh, in the fifth round, they actually traded up. They didn't have a fifth-round pick originally. They traded a fourth-round pick next year to Miami, which it's fine. I mean, I'm not going I think anywhere. Miami
1: was just tired of picking.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Like, they're just <laughs> exhausted. They're like, oh, can somebody – we'll take one from next year if somebody wants one from this year. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> So so we, we get a guy, um, Isaiah Milk. he spells his name with two H's. We're curious about that, which is okay. Uh, it was funny. I think um, the guy from the Post-Gazette actually tweeted, hey, he's going to be our outside linebacker. And then people were like, no, this guy's kind of big. And he's 6'7", 293, according to DK Pittsburgh Sports. And I, I don't know. I mean, honestly – um, I'm looking at this scouting capsule, and they're saying, hey, he's got some potential. I, I'm kind of surprised the Seward felt they had to trade up in the fifth round. But, you know, they seem to like him. Um, uh, the co- defensive line coach was saying, hey, he reminds me of Cam Hayward. So mm-hmm. I, I guess you just have to say, hey, if they like him. They can't
1: fault you to do it. You need to do it again. And they saw they saw the writing on the wall that he was may not be available by the time their next pick rolled around. So I think that was jumping up and saying, "Let's make this happen." Uh I mean, the, the
2: thing. The footage, he's, I mean,
1: he's about yeah. JJ Watt size, so it's yeah, not
2: it's absurdly big.
1: <laughs> right. Right, but that makes him a good edge rusher, though. All of the footage that I saw of him, all of the stuff they put together, man, that guy, he, for a big, tall, long dude, he moves quick. He was catching up to running backs on the other side of the field. Like, he can can haul. So he looks like a really great pick. Obviously, they're not showing the place where he totally just falls down and, you know, wets himself. They're not (laughs) showing those clips. And for him, there's a lot. I'm kidding. That's not a real thing. Uh, but everything where things were going well for him, and he's in a right good spot and well coached, uh, he moves super quick, and he's just so tall and long, good long arms. So he's gonna even just on the on the line getting your hands up, it's gonna be a good thing. Well, I hey, mean, he, he will. Oh, sorry, Paul. He will dwarf Alex. I mean, I, I want
2: to see him and Alex Highsmith next to each other because he will dwarf Highsmith.
1: Oh, word.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: he's not playing outside <laughs> yes. linebacker. He's playing defensive end or defensive tackle. I, you know, it was funny because they, who is that guy they signed from the Bears? Some guy that was, it seemed to be oh, that man. same size, just a big guy and everything. I didn't know if they needed a defensive line in the draft, but to be honest, with you Ty Lulu is great, I'm glad he's back. He's thirty three. I'm, I'm not sure how many more years of greatness you get out of Ty. Hopefully, it's many. But again, he's getting a little bit older there. What do you have after Ty? I mean, I like Chris Wormley. He didn't really play much last year, he was hurt. Uh, they've got a couple of young defensive linemen um, Bugs, and who, who's the other guy? Uh, Davis. Carlos Davis. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And the uh, big thing they did was they got in a fight, and I think it was week 17 against the Browns with each other on the sideline. (laughs) So, I mean, that's what I can tell you about Bugs and Davis. So, even though I'm kind of scratching my head going, do they really need a defense They have a number, but I'm not sure who you can really say is great over and out So, hey, bring another guy and see what happens. I mean, I don't know.
1: If if he's able to show what he was doing at Wisconsin, you know, there's there's a shot that he cracks the, the line. I think he's got a shot to get out there.
0: Something tells me you could have gotten him to the round. Maybe he was an uh, undrafted free agent. But then again, it only takes Maybe. one team to pick him, and you don't have him. So you almost, sometimes you got to pick him if you want to pick him. So trust him, and we're going to land base him if the guy's a chump. I mean, I, I really don't know what else logically we could say. We could take this position, but, you know, I, I'll admit, I didn't watch that so many Wisconsin games last year, so I, I don't really have too much intelligence I can say about this guy, to be honest with you. All right, well, let's go to the sixth round. And, yeah, Quincy Roach, I believe, is that how we say his name? I'm not sure. Um, Roche. Him, maybe. Roche. Ferrero no. Roche.
1: Ferrero Roche. <laughs> mm. Delicious.
0: Apparently, everybody in the NFL forgot that he was on the draft board because everyone's like, whoa, they got him in sixth round. What a good pick. He should have went higher. Um, coaches are saying, hey, you know, he could have gone the third round or the fourth round. I'm glad because I, I thought they were reaching a little bit earlier, but it seems like they got a guy that was still around. I don't know him from a, I mean, he could come up to me tonight and say, hey, I'm Quincy, how you doing? I don't know who he is, but I like the fact that we got a guy who seems to be a steal, and hopefully he could do it because, especially, we need him because he's outside linebacker. They didn't do really anything else in the draft. And right now you've got TJ, which is great. We want to keep him. Highsmith, which is developing. Hopefully develops more. And you have Cassius Marsh, who is awful. So, I mean, I guess Quincy's now our third guy. And hopefully he <laughs> can produce a little bit because we might need him next year. So, um, yep. Any other thoughts on Quincy? I mean, we don't know much about him. So, I I don't want to say, oh, the third game last year looked great, but the fourth game looked horrible. I don't know. So I, I just yeah. hope for the best. Hopefully we I talk mean, a lot was, about him. Yeah.
1: I think he's another guy who may have stuck around for the COVID year. I'm seeing that he was the AAC Defensive Player of the Year in, in 2019. So I don't know if there was a thing where he stuck around for the COVID year, you know, and yeah. – and, and maybe and maybe dropped off a little bit because <laughs> he was first what, team All AAC in 2019, but third team A A C in 2020. Um, I, thi- I think he was little a little bit of a drop off, so that's why he ended up where he was. But he's definitely played some quality games, and I think he's he's got a good shot at, at doing something good for us.
0: So I think he was actually transferred transfer, maybe from Temple, because he had 13 sacks. The year he won the um player of the year, um,
1: yes, that's right. Okay, he's I was reading about it. he transferred from Temple, right? Uh, uh, yeah, there it is. This transferred and maybe down to Miami,
0: Miami and Miami probably didn't play as many games as a Temple did last year. So if his sacks fell off, part of it was probably because of uh, my year. So, hey, I, I hope the best. I, I do say this year's
1: just been so, so ridiculous for almost everything. It's hard to judge what you've done in the past year. I hope nobody is choosing to judge me by what I've done in the past year.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, I'm hoping. I mean, I don't think the suits are going to, you know, sign a billion people as free agents. They don't have the money. But maybe you can get a veteran that's outside linebacker. They'll have enough money to get somebody spectacular. But let's get another veteran in the mix. I like Quincy. I like who they. I mean, he, he seems better than Cassius Marsh, which is great. But let's get somebody else in the mix, and hopefully, they can contribute. So, any of your thoughts on outside linebacker? No,
1: no, I don't believe <laughs> so.
0: Okay. Um, Happy to have okay. Quincy. <laughs> yeah. So, getting in the seventh round now. We still saw some quality at cornerback but our cornerback isn't as deep as it used to be we no. can't draft everybody I mean we had nine picks I mean what are you, what are you gonna do you can't so, but it's interesting because one of the places they didn't draft until some round was corner um you know Joe sent us a list of the undrafted free agents there was a couple cornerbacks there. I definitely think we need to add a corner some type of veteran oh, yeah. corner yeah mm-hmm. um because yep. you got James Pierce, your third guy. Everyone's high James Pierre. Uh, hopefully he's great. But right now he's your third guy, and you got um, uh, Justin Lane, the kid from Cleveland, that we're not even sure how much he's playing this year because of his, the felony he got charged with. And, you know, if he gets found yeah. guilty, guilty, uh, we, we could see a suspension coming. So I wouldn't hold out too much hope for Justin Lane. So they got uh, Trey Norwood, I believe. Yep. Sorry.
1: That is right. No, Trey Norwood <laughs> out of Oklahoma. <laughs>
0: Yeah, from Oklahoma, um, had five picks. You know, sometimes you got to be at the right place at the right time. Just because you have five picks doesn't mean you're spectacular. I, I It seems like he's decent. I like the fact he can play corner and safety. Um, another place I they really didn't address was safety, so maybe you try to pick up a veteran safety to throw in your mix too. So I like the fact the guy can play both places. But let's be honest, he got drafted to the seventh round for a reason. I mean, if you're sitting mm-hmm. here going, oh my gosh, he's great, then why didn't he go earlier? So I guess that's my takeaway. <laughs> and,
2: and we don't have a great track record drafting cornerbacks. but Hopefully, if we, a few of them, we'll throw them up against a wall and hopefully one of them sticks.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and let's get a guy. I mean, I was looking at a list of guys that are still out there. I mean Richard Sermons out there, he's gonna want too much money, but let, oh, let's yeah. give a veteran that could be your third or fourth guy. That way you're not putting as much pressure on a pier or Trey or, or one of these guys that we signed as you know, undrafted rookie. So we'll see. Um I'll <laughs> forpick picking the seventh round. Gotta talk about this guy a little bit. Um, I was following on Twitter. I got to admit, I wasn't sticking with TV the whole time. I watched a decent part of the draft, but I didn't watch gavel-to-gavel. Gavel. Um, the My Twitter list of Steelers people, um, they all started talking about his punter, really big punter from Georgia Tech, <laughs> and they, like, draft him. And I'm thinking, who is this guy? Man, uh, so they ended up drafting him, uh, Presley Harvin. Um, from the third. third. T- oh, the third. Okay, yeah, sorry. I do not want Presley Harvin Sr. to be like, oh no, it's me. You know, no, it's the third. <laughs> Sorry, senior. Um, he was the Ray Guy winner. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to bring race into it, but he's a person of color. And obviously, if you look through NFL history, we we don't have that many people of color as punters, so that was interesting. Um, he won the Ray Guy Award, so I mean he was a good punter too. He definitely did well. He's a big guy, 265. <laughs> I haven't compared him with other punters, but I think he's the biggest punter probably, right? I can't imagine it, which shocks me. I I mean, I'm a big guy. I don't think I can swing my leg up high enough to do a good punt. Um, I, I don't know what he did. And with
1: some of the footage that they've shown, man, those punts are just booming. Like yeah. He crushes it. It's well, his just, legs are amazing.
2: tree trunks, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you're swinging a tree trunk at that thing, and it's just <laughs> launching it. It's wonderful. And I also like the idea that he's going to kick the ball down there. And if, for some reason, the the, uh, return man makes it past everybody and he's got one guy to beat, I want that man (laughs) to be the one
0: that he's got to get past. Remember, about five years ago, we drafted some kid from Baylor who was a bigger guy, not 265. And one of his carefully created highlights was him, like, clotheslining this guy in a punt return. But the guy sucked <laughs> for us. So I I wouldn't put – I don't think he's actually made a tackle. Now, the interesting thing was uh, there was a play, I believe it was against Florida State, where they called a fake punt, and he threw a, a spiral. It wasn't just like a wooden yeah. duck. I mean, he actually threw a pretty good pass. Now, again, some people were laughing, going, maybe he's a franchise quarterback. No. Yeah, I, I would expect him to throw a lot of passes. What? So again, this slash guy's two a, This guy's a slash two <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's make sure he can punt first. <laughs>
1: why want? Yeah. Why want? Why <laughs> would you want a mixture of a running back and a quarterback when you can have a mixture of a quarterback and a punter? He so helpful. Yeah.
0: That's
1: the and slash he, you he's want. A,
0: And he's going to be a rock star, and yeah, we're excited. call her, he's a big guy. He won the Ray Guy Award. He's got free trunk legs. He's going to be this Paul Bunyan type <laughs> figure. Um, you know, it's funny. I was reading something the weekend about how Tomlin has this love hate relationship with Jordan Berry. He's cut him. He's not about him. <laughs> he keeps bringing him back because he can't find anybody better. I'm thinking, you know, again, it's a seventh round pick. But still, if we draft this guy in the seventh round. I guess I'm thinking he's coming in as a lead punter. I think there'll be a a competition, right? But I mean, I guess this um this guy's got the the advantage, right? Going to train camp.
2: If nothing else, I think um, Barry's on a, a very short this should...
1: roster right now and I uh, the only person, uh, other person I'm seeing with a as a punter is Corliss Waitman.
0: Yeah, He's but you technically know, on the roster. Yeah, and they had to keep him because because of um, COVID. You nest, you pretty much had to keep a, a kicker and a punter on your uh, practice squad. Because remember, Chris Boswell got hurt. So they had to bring that guy up. And you know, with the COVID protocols, you would have to wait two weeks. So they had to keep a pondering kicker. But I heard this Wakeman almost be out Barry in the preseason. And they were actually surprised yeah. that instead of um, just giving Wakeman the job, but they went with, um, what was it, Dustin Colequit? They kept him for a couple weeks and they dropped him to bring Barry back. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I'm 10 agree with Paul. I mean, this guy's got to prove it on the field. I'm not saying let's cut everybody else and just give him the job, but sounds like he's got a decent shot at it, right? I'm pulling for him. Yeah.
1: I'm pulling for him too. I I'd love his jersey. See him. That's great.
0: Yeah, he's got a good story. Probably great. the first. They
1: got, got big jersey. We'll have yeah. a lineman jersey, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: look, look, look at me! Look at Paul! Look at uh, Brian! Most of us—we're bigger guys. Yeah, man. We need a hero. We need a guy to represent us. And man, this guy's right. gonna represent us. Yeah, let's, Presley let's Harvin today. the
1: third is that man.
0: Presley Harvin <laughs> the third. Can you imagine? We've all been Seward fans for a good number of years now. If 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 we were doing this, let's say twenty years ago, and I said, "Hey, twenty twenty-one, your quarterback, your punter is gonna be." presley harvin the third you're probably like what <laughs> doesn't sound like a football player name but hey he could be your guy it should be good but he uh, i'm not going to make him his name i'm gonna yeah. tell him that you did <laughs> yeah well the, the great thing is who else had that name uh we'll get that in a second uh no out. one
1: no one had that yeah. name
0: no one ever well you know there'll be a lot of uh, families right now that he'll be so popular that when you have your next kid you're gonna be like Oh honey, what should we call our new baby? Very possible, oh, Presley Harvin. So, 20 years from now, there'll be a lot Presley Harvin training. the third.
1: Yes, and they'll <laughs> all be called Presley Harvin the third.
0: Or maybe his kid. You know, I'll be Presley Harvin the fourth. Will be the for the Steelers 20 years from now. Who knows? A um, couple of thoughts. I thought again, I don't want to break down every pick because we don't have time. I, I honestly, I, I'm interested in the Steelers. I don't want to break down every team. I, I thought the bronze had a pretty good draft. I don't know too much about Greg Newsom, but they needed another quarterback. Uh, they got him um, JOK. I was surprised, lost in the second round, and they got a fast kid to be as a third-round pick to be a receiver. They need some receiver help, so I think they made themselves better. Um, Bengals, I thought was interesting. A lot of people were making fun of them because they ended up picking Jamar Chase instead of Panay Soul, but they ended up getting a tackle in the second round and. You know, you talk about that familiarity. Um, you know, uh, Joe Burrow was throwing passes to you know, Chase, and I think the Bengals are better. I think in the next couple months we can kind of talk about are they as better as the Steelers. I'm not sure about that, but, you know, I'm willing to hear arguments the other way beforehand. <laughs> um, Ravens, did anything stick out to the Ravens draft? I Honestly, I wasn't paying a ton of attention. Is there anything we should be concerned all. about? Uh, I assume they they
1: drafted a player or two.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. Well, they did um, trade their first-round pick um, to the – well, they actually got the Chiefs first-round pick. Uh, They traded Orlando Brown. Um, It'll be interesting to see the next couple days So they sign Big Al to be their tackle. I mean, I think after the draft the Sears had, I don't think the Sears are calling Big Al. You might see Big Al going to the Ravens. Some people thought he was going to be their um, line, you know, be a starting tackle for him. Um, I, I'm bringing up the Ravens picks. Uh, Rashard Bateman is pretty good. Uh, he's their uh, receiver. They drafted him in 27. Udefe Uwe, a linebacker from Penn State. I heard he was decent. But, I mean, nobody who I'm thinking, oh, crap, guys you know, the Ravens got this guy, let's call off the year. I mean, the Ravens draft good. I think they had a decent draft, but I'm not going to go too crazy about what they did. Any other thoughts about the Ravens? And before I get to one final team, i got to yell it real quick before we close.
1: The, the only no, thought we, I we, think is, ooh, ooh, boo yeah. <laughs> Ravens.
0: We do need to mention
2: our quarterback of the future. Who's that? Roland Rivers. Oh, I don't know much about.
1: Him. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah uh,
2: him. T- tonight we we he accepted an invite to our mini camp. He was uh, quarterback oh. for Slippery
0: Rock. Okay. And so, so do so we great. just do that because he lives close to here? Like I remember. Probably. Okay, so, with them reimbursing
1: for gas, it really won't be that much. <laughs> it won't be what? that
0: much. Money. No, literally, it was. It's the year that we got Deontay Johnson. Literally, our first couple picks. All came from the Midwest. I, I think that might be the year we got Devin Bush, first round, because he's from Michigan. We got Deontay Johnson, Toledo. We got Justin Lane from Cleveland. And it was funny they were showing the calling so Carthammon. Yeah, well, call, <laughs> I'm sitting here going, are the suits out of money? Because Tomlin, you, you yes, saw the videos true. of Tomlin calling these guys. Everyone's like, he's like, hey, you're in Cleveland. You're not that far away. I'm like. Are we just picking guys because they live within driving distance? Like we don't want spring for an airplane ticket? I'm like, what's yes. going on here? He has, yes. he has a bad self-esteem. <laughs> yes. You ever seen? <laughs> you ever
1: seen Moneyball where they trade somebody for uh, uh, sodas in the vending machines? That's what we're doing now.
0: Yeah, but we're the Steelers. We're a marquee, iconic franchise. I mean, I don't know, maybe this kid from Slipper Rock is good, but Slipper Rock's a Pennsylvania school. Are we just saying, hey, he's close by, we'll bring him by, you know? Well,
1: I mean, even if you're not that serious about him, you can have somebody stop by who's close. I mean. But we
2: did. I don't know. We anything. We
1: picked up that extension on Rudolph.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, I think it's a stopgap measure. Um, because, you know, we could have Big Ben for more than one year. I think the thought is, hey, if Big Ben leaves at the end of the year, at least you got one quarterback in case you can't pick up another one. I don't agree. I'm not saying yay, Mason Rudolph. I'm just trying to answer the question of why they did that. But, you know, speaking of that, I was kind of annoyed at the ESPN guys because all night it was a narrative, oh, we have to draft the quarterback right now. I'm like, okay, the quarterback is great right now, but who are you going to draft? Every spot in the draft, unless they trade up dramatically, it was going to be – there was nobody in the first round you could have drafted a 24 that would have been worth it. So, I don't know. It was kind of nuts. And, and to make Paul Yanchik happy, because he texted me about this, uh, what was it? The New York Jets, Paul? Yep. yep. Um, they, they had a guy. Well, I'm looking this up because I was in dreamland because I fell asleep <laughs> late. I was getting tired. I, I worked early Saturday morning. And um, they were straight up trolling you. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, "Paul texted am like, I don't know what you're talking about." Paul's like, "Oh, you got to check the draft." And I'm like, you "Oh, gotta, boy, you got to check the draft, man." So, <laughs> so, you gotta so check the it. Jets, so the Jets picked this guy Michael Carter, who we were actually considering if you know they didn't get one of the top three guys. Uh, he kind of split time with Javante Williams last year. He's actually pretty good. I don't think the Jets had a bad draft at all. So it's fine, and you got Michael Carter fourth round, good choice, good way of picking him up. But in the fifth round, they drafted a kid from Duke, safety, <laughs> Michael Carter. Now, Paul, they must have amended this after you complained, because on the uh, Pro Football Talk website, they're actually calling him Michael Carter two. Uh,
1: he is Michael Carter the second.
0: Okay. So, so I, I get, so yeah. guess it's slightly different, but, and it's slightly
1: different. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's also hilarious that they actually drafted him after they drafted the other one. <laughs> 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 and what? Well, uh, my favorite two things. I'm looking up something on it now. It's uh, something off a of Jets wire. Uh, no, this isn't a typo. Michael Carter the second was the second Michael Carter drafted by the Jets on Sunday, <laughs> and they have an exchange of tweets. Between Michael Carter the second and and uh yeah Michael Carter saying what's good and then the first Michael Carter saying what's a what up, twin. Okay. Nice. Well, was there any
2: talk? It says, do you have any about idea it? how many do you have any idea how many Michael Carters are in this world right now? <laughs> okay.
0: That's
1: gonna keep you up to at least <laughs> two playing for the jet. That's what I <laughs> but, know.
0: But don't you think there's a conversation because you know the coach is calling, the GM is calling. Hey, say, okay, Michael Carter, who, are we, calling yeah, who are we calling Mike? Yeah, who we calling Mike? it has got to be that conversation, right?
1: Uh, according I mean, the to Twitter handle, his Michael Carter goes by Mike, and Michael okay. Carter the second goes by M Carter the second. It's his Twitter handle. So
0: okay, and then, I guess that's what I'm there, saying.
1: There's Michael and M two.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's, out- that's
1: the other way because Mike, Mike is the first one and then Michael Carter the second goes, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Names are yeah. terrible.
0: If you want to draft the same guy 50 times, that's fine. Just figure out a way of making it work. And it sounds like the Jets are trying to figure out how to make it work. That's great. Not like the Steelers and the Penguins, which, you know, I like both teams. But right now there there is two professional teams in one town where the head coach of the Penguins is, has the same name as the quarterback coach of the Steelers, and again, I'm very afraid. Um, May 12th, it'll give yeah. us something to talk about in two weeks. The schedule release day, and I'm sure we could talk about the schedule and everything. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. afraid that week one of the NFL season this fall, Mike Sullivan, the coach of the Penguins, is going to get in the room, and people will be confused, and, they, and they're going to totally s- confused. yep. yeah, yeah he's the gonna town, start, The town's going to go up in flames. Yes, we're going to lose our first game no matter who we play because Mike Sullivan, try- the hockey coach, is trying to give advice when, yeah, and the Penguins, w- w- whatever they're doing, they're probably going to make a bad choice because the quarterback coach is over there. It's so much confusion. I'm confused. My head's The a Mobs moment. are going to One knock over there. the Lemieux statue, and it's just yes. going to be chaos. <laughs> it just draft somebody else. Oh, or do it. And again, wonderful article, still one of my favorite articles of all time, where the Tribune Review actually wrote a story about that. I, I laughed so hard when I read it, and it sounded like Mike Sullivan of the Steelers was mad that the story is being written, but it's true. Mike Sullivan of the Steelers, you're the new guy, call yourself Michael, or call yourself M-Dog, or you know, whatever name you want to attach yourself to.
1: Please, please don't go People by People will M-Dog. be
0: jumping off the Clemente Bridge, it's going to yeah. be chaos. It's yeah. going to be chaos. And
2: I don't want to see this happening. Ripping so, down, and, ripping down every reference to Mister Rogers
0: and yeah, that's
1: right. Dogs and cats living together. And,
0: and this is happening with two of my favorite teams. <laughs> and I, I still like sports, but I don't like a ton of teams right now. The Steelers <laughs> are my main team. I hockey. I'm not really even watching until the playoffs. My team in hockey is the Penguins. Those two are my two go-to teams, and we're screwing up because we got the same. <laughs> two guys, the same name being in higher up positions.
1: I think you're still assuming that it's two different guys. I think it's the same coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, jealous, that's one of them is his night job. It's fine. It's a, this is off season. This is what I do in my spare time.
0: Well, yeah, I like Mike Sullivan. Uh, I moonlighted as a Columbus blue jackets beat writer for a couple of years. I actually got mm-hmm. the chance to talk to Mike after a couple of games and one game, Uh, I was writing a sidebar for a Blue Jackets game. So we have this annoying freaking cannon that goes off and scares everybody. So my story assignment was talk to the Penguins about what they think about the cannon. So everybody else at the press conference for the Penguins is asking smart questions. I'm here going, hey, Mike, does the cannon scare you when it goes off? And to Mike's (laughs) credit, I'm sure he looked at me and said, what schmuck. Well, he's going to be podcasting his basement in 2 years. <laughs> but oh, at least man. he answered my question. He was nice about. It. So, I don't I, I feel like
1: I feel like most of the coaches have to be refreshed when there's another question that comes up that's hasn't that they weren't expecting. Yeah. Like you, yeah. I mean, except for what's his name in uh, New England. That guy hates all questions at all times. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I'm not oh, saying his name, but no. <laughs> that guy hates all the questions. They don't ask him any questions. It's if he could just sit there for for thirty thirty five seconds and then just leave, that would be ideal. But all questions are dumb.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap things up because I want uh, we got another segment. Want to get to? Today. I, I want to talk about it. We are still doing the same programming on the Ohio Wind Network. I'm trying to kind of. Arrange things a little bit better. They'll save me time in uploading and make sure we get all the great content everyone puts out. So you you saw this on Saturday. We're, we're starting to put out the Paul and Joe content on Saturday. So here's what it means for this week. You'll see the Steelers podcast right away because it's timely. But last Saturday, we had a gripping discussion about um, a gripping. hero that I called him, uh, you know, detonate, what, 80 pounds of something uh, during a gender reveal party. I call him a hero. Paul and Joe were trying to take the, this guy's a monster. I call him a hero. So if you want to listen to it, check it out. And we also dropped some of Paul's recent book reviews. Um, So I say that because we are recording right after this. It won't be an hour long because I'm about to fall asleep now. (laughs) But uh, we're going to talk about a hero, which I'm going to defend. I'm sure Paul and Joe will attack me for this that went to Gettysburg and apparently the ghost of one of the Confederates came back and they try, he got stuck in the Porter potty. I bet it was one of the generals locked him in the Porter potty and he had a tough time. So we'll talk about that. So listen to that on Saturday and then Paul, I'm assuming you got another book review coming for us.
2: Yes. uh, Okay. I'm, I'm only halfway through the stand, so I'll be 57 when I finish that. But uh, I there's another shorter
0: one that I'll definitely be getting that up this week. Great. Um. So we will. So it'll be a podcast, kind of a combined podcast of our upcoming discussion and Paul's book review. And we've kind of been we haven't won this recently, but we we'll want to get back to some, uh, you know, faith topics. Um. This this isn't necessarily a Christian podcast. But faith is important to a lot of us here on the network, so we're going to start sharing um, some of Paul's devotions we haven't gotten to in recent weeks. But we're going to do that on Sunday, so we'll combine some of his recent devotions, and who knows if maybe Joe, if you or I have some of our faith thoughts or whatever, we might combine it with it. So. Maybe we'll do the Descending Opinion to Paul. Paul gives devotions, and so we'll be like, we stand in the opposition we'll, or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll talk some crap about his devotions.
0: Yeah, no, it won't be. No, yeah, yeah. We're going to review that. You call that a devotion? Yes. Oh, come on. And we'll talk for an hour about Mike Sullivan. That'd be great. So <laughs> tune in over the weekend. Again, you'll get to Steelers content tomorrow. Uh, we'll get Paul – And Joe and me being goofy on Saturday. And you'll get some more Faith Talk, which is good. We need that more. And I apologize. We haven't given it to you in the past couple Sundays. And as always, on Friday, uh, my guy Craig, who does our morning show with us, oh, geez, he had an hour and a half of pop culture discussion that we dropped on you on Friday. Um, uh, Craig loves his pop culture, so a lot of movie talk and everything else. And then Monday for Thursday, uh, me, Craig, and... Hopefully, we'll see a return of Brandon. We talk Ohio news and be silly on there too. So, thanks for checking us out again. You'll see, we should drop the sewage podcast on Monday, and you'll see the rest of the Paul and Joe stuff on Saturday and Sunday. Have a great day, everybody! Thanks for checking us out.